Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I'm Zen the Chuffed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Emily, and I don't remember what chuffed means. Chuffed is kind of like, I don't know. It's like happy, right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like okay. enthusiastic, kind of, yeah. Excited. I too am, like I too am chuffed then. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. One of these days we're gonna have to do this in reverse, so you can surprise me, <laughs> right? And, and force me to to react to your comments. So I like it. All right, today we're giving you a recap of our favorite Disney-related panels from San Diego Comic Con 2020, aka Comic Con at Home. That's why I'm chuffed. Yes, <laughs> unfortunately, as you probably well know, this year. Thank you, COVID-19. The San Diego Comic-Con was one of many conventions that were moved online and t- turned into free events. Um, the event actually ran from July 22nd to 26th and included a variety of online content um, from how car- how comics can be used in a classroom to catching up with favorites like Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. um, which is one of my favorite panels to go see. Um, but don't go with kids because he has a potty mouth. <laughs> oh, um, there were so many bleeps during it. It was kind of funny. Oof. Like, cut the bleeps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is so much fun to watch. But, you know, he's he's not PC. He's a great guy. He's wonderful. But he has a potty mouth. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the three of us did watch a lot of these. And um, many of these videos you can still find on the Comic-Con YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash user forward slash comic-con or just go to the comic-con channel they actually have all of the videos separated by date um wednesday thursday friday saturday and sunday and today we're going to give an overview of some of our favorites so i will tell you and actually apparently it was everyone else's but i have been dying to learn more about the new mutants video movie so if you don't know what the new mutants are the new mutants are an offshoot of the x-men um everyone knows the x-men charles xavier wolverine and those guys and the new mutants were the youngest kids to go to the school but they didn't qualify to be part of the X-Men because they were too um, green and they were too young. They didn't want to put the kids into danger. So until you reached a certain age, roughly 18, you could not go into the X-Men. So they always had this group of young mutants. And um, so they called them the new mutants and they always ended up getting in their own kind of trouble (laughs) Just because they're mutants. So, um, and this, uh, the television, I mean, the movie has been delayed two or three times now. Wow. Um, it was supposed to come out last year. Then it was supposed to, I heard they reshot some. It was supposed to come out in the spring. Then it came, yeah. was supposed to come out this summer. And now there, it was kind of funny because I seen some commercials like, and now fall of 2020. And then they had like a question mark or something like that. So, oh, <laughs> But, Someday, question mark. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But what's interesting about this one is I'm not going to give away any plots, secrets, but um, the New Mutants were, I think it was a late 80s comic book. And the first storyline um, was 
partially done by Bill Sinkowitz. Um, and he had an amazing art style. And it was talking about, um, it was a little bit of a horror series. And so this is strange because they've taken these superheroes and they kind of made it into a dramatic um, horror film, I, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I should give away any more than that. So it looks it looks amazing. I can't wait. And um lots of people are really um excited because it has um Macy William. I think Macy oh, yes. Williams. Oh yeah. From I think that's her name, right? So yeah. she's yeah, from yeah. Game of Thrones. She's from Game of Thrones, yeah, right? Yes. And everyone's been dying to see her in some I mean, she's a favorite, right? She's a pop star totally. favorite. Yeah. So everyone's excited to see her in this role where she plays Ooh. Wolf Spain. I can totally she, see that. I yeah, like, she's her playing a superhero or is a, yeah. a, a mutant of some sort. Well, she turns into a werewolf. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's That's just like, perfect. Thought, yeah. it seems really perfect for her. After playing as Stark, then yeah. now she actually gets to be the dire wolf. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Love that's it. it. Nice. So intriguing. Okay. Um, I So I watched the what was called marvel's 616 um panel which i don't know what 616 stands for <laughs> do either of you know okay because yeah. i was like is this <laughs> is this bad that like i watched this but i don't even know what the title means um okay anyways marvel 616 it's basically where the panel was um talking about marvel 616 which will be a Disney Plus docu-series um, that I think is launching at in August? This tomorrow? <laughs> Not tomorrow, but next month. It's mm-hmm. launching uh, on Disney Plus in August 2020. And it's pretty cool. So they had, it was an executive producer um, and then like two directors on the panel and then uh, the moderator and another fellow who I do not remember what his role was, but uh, the two directors are actually one is her name is Jillian Jacobs from Community, so she's an actress, and she was given this opportunity, or she requested this opportunity, I guess, to create um, a sort of it's a document documentary turned docu series about kind of the stories that aren't mainstream i guess she basically takes like women characters after um captain marvel became so big so she really liked Mm -hmm. that and kind of took that momentum and went into that direction of like making today's women or just female um making creating female superheroes in kind of like an everyday sort of like people that girls young women young girls can identify with Nice. Which was, so yeah, she took like a more serious kind of, um, I guess, pathway to her documentary. And the entire docu-series, Marvel 616, is um, not just these two directors. They just showcase these two. But it's a combination of different Marvel directors who are kind of taking their own hand in telling I guess, untold Marvel stories. Um, And it's like, they're completely taking like their own creative direction, whichever way they want to do it. So Jillian's um, like female focused, female um, superhero 
path is one way. And then they had Paul Shear, I think is his, how you pronounce his last name. And he actually, I guess, authored a lot of, not a lot, several, a lot um, of comics for Marvel. And he's like a super Marvel comics nerd. And his path for the docuseries is um, going back and uncovering like unknown or not remembered obscure types of comic um, characters. So his takes like a completely kind of not really opposite, but his is a lot more like light and comedic and um, that kind of like that kind of path. Whereas the other girls, hers was more serious and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So what was funny is Paul Shear. So his path of like uncovering different um, like forgotten characters, they showcased a couple of them. And there's this guy who um, he, I forgot what his, oh, his name is Typeface. And he is some obscure person, villain that you, most people might not necessarily remember or even know. But I just thought his origin story was really funny because he was this, he owned like a, his own um, personal typing or like printing shop. And then he was run out of business. And so in order to get revenge, he turns himself into quote unquote typeface. And <laughs> basically what that means, he takes like this big R and like puts it on his forehead and the R is for revenge. And then all of his like things, villainous things that he does is always like perfectly like visually nice because of his like typeface printing background. Oh my goodness. Um, I love he, this guy already. <laughs> right. And he just like wreaks havoc, but like it looks nice in a way. Um, it's just super <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, this docuseries, it's, I mean, I feel like they said it's, like, some, there's something for everyone there, whether you want to know, like, the history or just, like, the okay. behind the scenes and things like that. I did a okay, so I'm a big comic book reader, yes. so he, I did a little bit of research, and now I understand what's okay, going on. Okay, cool. So um, in DC and the Marvel comic books, there have always been multiple realities, okay? Uh, so mm-hmm. um, so the thing is that, uh, I for, okay, 616 is one of the realities. Um, that oh, is okay. the traditional um, continuum that was started in 1939, kind of roughly when Marvel comic books started up. So in this reality, um, because there was like Marvel Ultimates or all these different types of things, um, this is the one where um, Nick, the original Nick Fury was a white guy. Mm. You know, we now know there's an alternate reality, which the movies are probably closer to where Nick Fury is um, Samuel Jackson. (laughs) Um, And, (laughs) Nick Fury was in World War II, obviously uh, the one the one with the white guy, and the new one, of course, I don't know if he was in any wars, but Nick Fury originally. So, anyway, so there's alternate realities. Six one six was always the um, was the original continuity, ah, um, and okay. so they're always going back and forth. So I still get confused because I'm a I haven't read comics in quite a, quite a while, but I I was an avid reader until about 2000 and most all that was up till then was earth 616 so 
Got it. Okay, mm. yeah, because I did like very, very brief, just like Google search on what Marvel six one six was, and Earth six one six kept coming up. But I am yeah. not, and that is Earth six. And <laughs> okay. I think that's what they're referring to is they're doing this TV show is about that particular continuity of Earth six one six. Yes, oh, that gotcha. everything is coming together. I like yeah. It. Okay. So it's so weird because you'll see different, like I, you know, you'll see different. It's like Spider-Man kind of stories. It's like, well, how come this story, right. mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. like Uncle Ben's alive and then Uncle Ben's dead or whatever, whatever. Like make realities. up your mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop so. playing with our emotions. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. So, yeah. Nice. It was very, because I am not in any way, shape or form, like a comic book reader at all. Like my extent of comic knowledge is just through the Marvel movies if anything Mm -hmm. or like dc movies like it's just through movies essentially Mm -hmm. so just watching this panel not uh, clearly i did not have the background um to really understand or like but it was still really cool to listen to um and kind of just watching all the little sneak peeks that they showed um it made me excited to like want to know more about comics and want to like kind of dive deeper into the marvel universe because there is so much that they've accumulated over the years and and that's what makes it so confusing. Yes. So. <laughs> In fact, on the DC side, I might have mentioned it before, with all the alternate realities, it's just like they had classic Flash, they had Flash, they had the dead Flash, the you know, the future Flash and all this <laughs> oh type. God. So they actually had to write a storyline in the 1980s called um, like Infinite Earths, where they actually <gasps> collapsed all the Earths oh into one. Okay, oh, this makes yeah. me really happy because I watched the CW, The Flash. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I love that show. And I just finished rewatching it, the entire series, for the second time. And they just did the Infinite Earths, like, yep. crossover. Oh, that was right. really cool. And that's why they have all the different Superman. Yes. And, all stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, at least in the comic books, what they did was because there's... Oh my God! There's six Supermen, and everyone was getting confused which one's which. They they actually had all the Earths turn into one re- one reality, and they killed mm-hmm. off like four out of the five Supermen, and four or five, you know, whatever, whatever. And on occasion, I think a couple of superheroes existed. Sort of, I might there was two Flashes running around or yeah. something like that. Whoa. So, so um, and and Marvel has created the same problem in the late 90s early <laughs> 2000s by creating an alternate reality because they wanted to update the timeline because you know peter parker from the 70s wasn't relatable to the younger people right but they kept on writing stories side by side so they had the the 616 continuity and then i think it was the ultimate series of the new peter parker and they were not the same peter parker hmm. so anyways well, it's just like, what's that movie called? The one that uh, came out not too long ago, and it's animated, and it has uh, Miles as oh, the in, Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that one, doesn't that one have, like, a bunch of the different Spider-Man characters? <laughs> yes. From, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's kind of a cool thing, too. To... Peter Porker. That oh, my funny. God. That's the only one that I'm just like, okay, you can <laughs> you can stay dead. You're, you're I, I have all those original comic books of Peter Porker. That's yeah. so funny that that's real. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then it I makes me to... think of like Simpsons with the spider pig, spider pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like, I, I love that Marvel doesn't take itself too seriously, you know? Right. Like, that just, yeah, it's awesome. 
So. <laughs> and then speaking of franchises yeah. that also keep like reinventing themselves and then <laughs> erasing their history and then doing who knows what else. I watched the panel called Lucasfilm publishing stories from a galaxy far, far away. So all about star Wars books. Um, and yeah, it was kind of an interesting, like it almost felt like, like a, a sampler platter of different <laughs> stories. So like they, there was everything from, for old and young Star Wars fans alike. So they had children's books, like there was one called A Jedi You Will Be. And it's really cute. It has watercolor illustrations and it kind of has Yoda um, teaching Luke how to be a good Jedi. There was um, another one called Darth Vader, or I forget what it was called. I didn't write it down. But basically there was um, a Darth Vader series and it kind of goes into how Vader is rejected by all the people he loves or he loses them. And it kind of shows you the immediate aftermath of that and how his psyche kind of gets twisted. So it's kind of an interesting, like, you know, look into the mind of an evil character and kind of maybe understanding what Luke saw in him and how he determined like, Oh yeah, my dad is still redeemable. Um, what else was there? There was a book. I thought this one was kind of cool. It's called the empire strikes back from a certain point of view. And it's 40 different <laughs> authors. I know it's kind of a funny title, right? It's like, just maybe the it Wars 616, you know, kind which, of. Which... <laughs> kind of. so for this one, it's 40 different authors who are bringing different perspectives to different parts of the universe during that time. So it's kind of like you're taking like the most minuscule bits and pieces of the universe and then really, really fleshing them out. And I guess part of it is a fundraiser for something called First Book, which I guess they give a thousand, hundred thousand dollars and a hundred thousand books for kids. Hmm. So that's kind of a cool way to give back and then also kind of really give fans more information that they can run wild with and create more crazy theories. Um, yeah, that's super They cool. had Clone Wars stories, right? Like, yeah, it was just, it was a bunch of different stuff. Um, there's a Poe Dameron uh, book that's coming out and the author described it as a crime novel in space. So okay. you get to learn more about Zori and Babu Frick and what happened with all that spice running and different heists and shootouts and things. So that's kind of cool. And then um, what else? There was, there's a whole series on uh, Doc Afra that's coming out. Have you guys heard about her at all? No. She sounds familiar. Her name is Dr. Afra, and she's described as kind of this corrupt archaeologist in space. She's kind of like the anti-Indiana Jones. So <laughs> she's kind of I'm out for herself. So I guess that's a new series that's coming out. I know, like, I don't know very much about her. I was trying to kind of look up more information about her. But, yeah, it sounds like just, like, fun, interesting adventures. But, you know, she's much more on the roguish side than Indy. Hmm. So, hmm. and then let me see if there's anything else. There was a lot of books. There is a ton of written material coming out pretty soon. Um, there's one called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Myths and Fables and Dark Legends. So it's going to kind of like go into some of the um, 
like background information for Galaxy's Edge and um, like talk about some of the myths that maybe those people living there might know. Um, yeah, there's there's like there's a ton. Oh, and the one thing that I was really, really excited. Actually, there's two books I'm super excited about. One is there's a lightsaber collection book coming out and it's kind of like the Harry Potter wand book. And it has like all of the different lightsabers throughout the Star Wars history and who wielded them and what color kyber crystal and like all sorts of stuff. And it looks amazing. And then there's one called Batu, the art of Galaxy's Edge. And that looks also crazy amazing. Buildings, costumes, mm. what went into it, the whole thing. So those two I'm definitely going to get, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, yeah, there was so a lot much. in that one. I can tell. I was I was going to watch that one too, but I knew you were going to watch it, so I was excited to hear from your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of materials. <laughs> oh, just yeah. Star Wars has so much lore. You'll never so get through much. all of it. Yeah, and then they keep changing it too. So you oh. maybe you've read like a whole <laughs> series, and then they're like, "Okay, just kidding. That's no longer canon now. This stuff is canon." And then two years later, who knows? The the what is it the Timothy Zahn books I think, oh yeah yeah I think he yeah. was part of that too. I think he was part of it too. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but he right after the 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 original four five and six came out, he wrote a sequel series of books where um, Luke and Leia both had twins. Yeah so, yeah. So it, it was about you know they you know be, there's something about the Skywalker family always has twins so like when luke gets married and then leia gets married they both have twins too and you know there's twins running around and there's like mara jade running around and all sorts of stories but and then and everyone loved them and then uh they they just said nope those that's no longer canon so yeah i think huh. even now they're trying to make i think oh no 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 they're not trying to make um 789 i had heard at one point, they're trying to make seven, eight, and nine not canon as well. Oh but, no! I love Rebels, please. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, but it was it, it, they misconstrued it because uh, what they were saying is because the next series of Star Wars films will not include anybody from one through nine. Whoa! That's... Oh yeah, because they're like the pre prequels, right? I don't know, but they won't have anything. It will be in the same universe, but they'll introduce a whole new series of characters Man. and won't have anything to do with Not to say nothing. It just takes place in the same universe. But these really have been um, one through nine has been the journey of the Skywalker family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and they don't want to have anything to do with the Skywalkers anymore. Interesting. Which yeah. is sad. Makes sense, but I wonder what they. St I don't know if there's anything on, but like I wonder if they'll still call it Star Wars because yeah, I think they still will. Okay, hmm. only because like it's been years in the making of Star Wars is is this, and then if they make it with without the characters, the same at least one of the characters or something, it feels like it should be a different thing in the same universe if that makes sense yeah I yeah yeah i think it could be parallel be stories yeah mm -hmm. yeah like right. let's see this is the high republic 
stuff. So this would be like way, way, way before mm-hmm. any of the characters were used to. Then it's kind of sad. Like, oh, there's no C-3PO. There's right. no R2-D2. We've been there since practically the beginning. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. well, no. Yeah. And, and, but it's, or, or we knew like, this is Anakin. This is Luke's father, right? Even in yeah. the first one, it's all about the Skywalker family. Right. And then in the future, it's going to be in the same universe telling a, it's like if you ever watched Lost, that the tail section of the plane, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see Lost? I've seen bits and pieces. I've seen, seen bits and pieces too. <laughs> so, so like I think one one season, I forget why, but the thing is like one season, they, they didn't know what to write, so they decided it's like, well, we're we're not going to focus on the main characters, and apparently the tail section of the these like oh the tail section of the plane landed on the other side of the island, and they started focusing more on the other characters on the other side of the island for like a season. Whoa. Interesting. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Well, or if there's a lot of books that are out there, so it's it's just telling another story that's important to the timeline, but of the history of the universe, but it doesn't involve, you know, doesn't necessarily involve the previous story. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hmm. like Star mm-hmm. Trek, right? The yeah. only thing that's the same oh, is true. the ship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. that's probably a good way of going. That is a good. That's, yeah. that's a good. <laughs> that makes me less sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Nice. Lots to think about. So we're going to take a break, a quick break, and we will be right back. Main Street UCI is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 public university. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 professional certificate programs, we've helped over a quarter million students meet their career goals, and we can help you meet yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. Okay, welcome back, everyone. So now that we've all experienced Comic-Con at home, um, what are some things we'd like to see happen during these virtual conventions, or can we continue these because it was free and i like that i know (laughs) that was a good good part i can you know i kind of like how um i know ax did this i don't know if comic-con really did this so much but i'd like to see more than just panels you know like i i think in for uh ax they actually had some things where they had someone drawing and you could kind of like watch how they were doing stuff like that. They did so, some of those. Did they do? Oh, okay. Maybe I did. just didn't see them. They, they did, did have one, some panels. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I saw one, I think, cause I was looking for Marvel specific um, videos or panels and I clicked on one and I think it ended up being uh, sketching Spider-Man or Venom. <gasps> it was sp- sketching Venom. Oh snap. Okay. I'm going to have to look for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I think, the production values can go up, especially if they're pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them were just kind of difficult to watch or at least tell everyone to record in their closet in their least echoey room. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's it, it just, it, it was, it, a lot of them were, some people were very difficult to hear. So um, mm-hmm. that, that took away from yeah. the experience. Um, the, and the question is, 
synchronous versus asynchronous. These were all asynchronous. They were previously recorded and then they were, um, they were cut together. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, they should have been able to do most more audio production to make it a little bit easier to uh, hear some of the, uh, the people who were being interviewed. Mm -hmm. I, I tell you what, the Charlie's Throne one was great. Hmm. There were some Ooh, that were really okay. high. Oh, yeah, so good. Nice. I, um, yeah. I think the same audio would could have been better. It wasn't, for me, the ones that I watched, it wasn't terrible, but it was also, right. like, just kind of standard. And it would yeah. be cool if they were, like, kind of above average. Um, but what I really like, besides the free part and the fact that they keep these videos up for us to return to, yeah. um, is... I mentioned to this to both of you before we started, but I watched the Candace. I forget there was the full title is like Candace against the universe, Phineas and Ferb movie or something like that. It's this movie that's mm -hmm. coming to mm -hmm. Disney Plus next, or I guess yeah, next month. Um, but it was funny because I wanted to watch it quickly because it's an hour long and I only had like a short amount of time to kind of squeeze it through. So I moved the speed mm -hmm. to one and a half. So they were all talking so fast, but it was it made it even better because their voices sounded as if they were their actual characters because of like the whole animated <laughs> nice. like, cartoon character. <laughs> so it made it even better. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think I would like to see more new clips because yeah, yeah, yes. So in the past, Comic-Con was always famous for you go to Comic-Con and you see exclusive clips. Mm -hmm. And the last couple of years, they've kind of shied away from that because it kept on leaking. Mm -hmm. um, people, idiots, were videotaping things and then putting on YouTube so they could get likes and stuff like that. And that was yeah. no good. So what they started doing was they started producing commercials specifically for that panel. The panel would be, they would have the panel, show the clips, and then they would release those commercials to the rest of the world. Um, I don't think there was too many new commercials made for any movies, um, as far as I can tell, that were released at Comic-Con during that period of time. Hmm. Um, the Bill and Ted's, uh, Bill and Ted panel was fun, too. <laughs> nice. I think I saw an extended version of the commercial, and it was just like it was so fun. And Keanu Reeves, I don't know if he's really like that. I hope <laughs> he is. He's amazing. He just right? seems like the nicest guy. Well, so. E three, like, was it? I think it was E three who was like, "I love you too," or something like oh, that. Yeah. Or, You're a beautiful human being. I forget. You're exhilarating. That was like, oh, thank you. I was like, I know it's something. I'm no, messing you're it up. You're breathtaking. <laughs> that's, it. that's a breathtaking. Yes. <laughs> so good. We need you more, know, more people heard like that. that. Story. There was like a, uh, I apparently, you know, that breathtaking thing came out and then like, apparently he was going to a city to film or something. And like, I think it was like a little girl heard about him coming through the city. So she actually made like a sign and put it like in her front yard. It says you're breathtaking Keanu or something Aww. like that. And apparently he's driving past, saw the sign stopped. And I think like knocked on the door to take a picture with her or something oh my like goodness. that. That's, That's amazing. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> he seems like a, I mean, like if, if I tell you what, even if he's half of what he portrays himself to be, he seems like a really down to earth, nice guy. Mm -hmm. 
Hasn't he? I feel like he's the one that's given a lot to charities and stuff like that. And I'm sure I've heard like multiple stories of him giving to a bunch of different charities and actually like kind of putting his money where his mouth is sort of thing. So well, I've heard you know, like there's actually lots of video of him. Like, I don't think he even knows he's being recorded, but like on the subway and mm-hmm. then he'll actually oh, get it. up. It's like, Oh, can you, yeah, please take my seat, you know, and just oh, stand up and stuff awesome. like that. There's, there's actually a, uh, <laughs> I follow it. There's a Reddit um, page called uh, Keanu being awesome. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> Which just people randomly see pictures or send pictures of him just being a nice guy, you know? Aww. So I'm going to have to look that up. That's awesome. Yeah, Keanu being awesome. You'll, you'll love it. So, <laughs> nice. Um, what else do I want from Comic Con? Um, you know, when I, it, the thing is, they only had a few months to create this, so I'm not downplaying yeah. what they did. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, you know what? I'd, I'd like to see... Uh, you know what? Comic-Con's going to eventually go back to being Comic-Con, and we're going to physically go to Comic-Con again. But, you know, they started doing this. I think you can pay for it, but I'd love to see more recordings of the actual panels. Yes, I agree. Especially because now it's gotten so insanely difficult to get into Comic-Con. Right. Like, mm-hmm. even if it was something like you know, pay five bucks or something and you can watch X number of panels or, you know, something like that. Like, even if you have to charge for it, I'd still rather have some kind of option. I believe there actually is something like that right now. They only brought it out last year, I think, but you could watch the panels asynchronously, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, that, but like within like 24 hours of the actual panel happening or something like that. So nice. there's something along those lines, but I, you know, Comic Con is a nonprofit, and they're trying to um, bring about the the wonders of pop culture, mm-hmm. and you know that's one way you can spread the love is like for the people who can't make it you yes. know, around the world. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of this virtual stuff created to go along with Comic Con. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So. Yeah, but this is cool because I've never I've always wanted to go to Comic Con, um, never got the chance to whether probably because it costs money. So um, I've never been able to go. But this so this was my first introduction to seeing anything Comic Con related. Um, So this was really cool. I really did enjoy it. Wait until you go in person. Yeah, it's like Mardi Gras and comics and games and all mixed in together it's the craziest mm-hmm. thing you'll ever do in your life so yeah oh i miss it well, <laughs> 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 well hopefully next year we'll be back to normal and hopefully we can actually go in person to comic-con but yeah for now that does it for this episode of main street uci thank you for listening and be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at Main Street UCI. Don't forget to send us your questions and requests. We love to hear from you. And thanks again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. If you or any of your friends needs some career boosting courses, please let them know. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce uci.edu and with that we'll see you next time bye, bye.